Welcome to the Professionals Podcast with Oralisa, aka Letty L, and DJ Silva. Wherever you're listening, turn that shit up. We are the Professionals. Want to build your following? Follow us, and we'll follow you right back. Bring that one back from the top. All of my entrepreneurs, business owners, it's time that we give you the insights you need. The Professionals Podcast. Uh, DJ Silver, Lady L, got it poppin', keep it hype with the topics out of Henderson, Nevada, level up if you run a business or got aspirations, this the show that you need, ain't no need for hesitation, yeah, all of my entrepreneurs, business owners, it's time that we give you the insight you need, The Professionals Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to The Professionals Podcast. I am your girl, Lady L, and we got King Lou over here to my right. What's going on, y'all? And to my left, we have a very special guest, Major Wayne Smith. What's up, y'all? What's up, What's y'all? Up How y'all doing? How y'all doing y'all? out there? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So y'all have no idea what's about to come your way, but guess what? We do. So um, Major Wayne Smith, number yes, one. Mm-hmm. Y- y'all know we're going to bring family to the table mm-hmm. before we bring anybody else. So he yeah. is my first cousin you got to, yep. on my mother's side. And uh, you are in what branch of the military? The United States Air Force. The United States Air Force. You know, he got to say it like the United States mm-hmm. Air Force, you know. <laughs> so it can't be mistaken with another type of Air Force. Right. Got to have that prestige. <laughs> got to have it. Stars and stripes. That's what it's about. That is what it's about. Facts. Gotta have it. Facts. So I hear through the grapevine, Uh you are a pilot. Yeah, allegedly, you know. We just fly around. Allegedly. You know, (laughs) fly around combat zones, combat zone, you know. Oh, wow. So combat zone means you're a different type of pilot. Now, you know, everybody, uh, no matter what plane you fly, you probably eventually go into a combat zone. Just uh, some, not all planes carry bombs and missiles. So yours carry bombs, bombs and missiles. And missiles. Okay, so you're not a Thunderbird. No, no. Oh, okay. I'm on the, okay. I'm on the, business, I'm on the business end of the president's work. The oh, business. so you don't do the C-130. tricks no, and all like that, that kind of. You don't flip in the air and all that. Whoop de whoop da. Flip in the air. You know, my mom. She oh. asked me what I do, and you know, it's hard to tell your mom what you actually do. So I just tell them I'm a deconstruction worker. They build it, I break it. <laughs> so you tell. You tell ain't sharing that you do yeah, I'm a different type worker. of construction, deconstruction. De- different type of deconstruction. Oh. Yeah, so if it's like an oil tank, I can take tear them up. A building I can tear that up. Whatever oh, you need. Whatever you need. If you need to deconstruct it, I'm your guy. So who tells you to deconstruct? Um I'm assuming some general somewhere. But once <laughs> it makes its way yeah, once it makes its way <laughs> its way down to me, I'm assuming all those boxes are checked and then I'm just a hammer. I'm just gonna go hit it. Okay, got yeah, it. So got it. So they the just process, give it to you. Yeah. And you oh, do it. Unless we're in a dynamic environment where we're doing close air support and it always changes. Okay. Then it's kind of more so on me. As long as I meet my rules of engagement, right? So okay. as long as I'm not just out there just slaying people, as long as they're actual <laughs> bad guy, which I can determine that myself. Okay. Then I can do the work. But if I go out there knowing I'm about to do a strike, then that comes from like some general somewhere. Okay. Maybe some lawyers in the loop. Yeah. Wow, that's that's heavy. That's that's really heavy. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of questions. I got a couple answers. What's what you got? (laughs) So, uh, when did you want to become a pilot? Uh, so I remember you remember growing up in Shreveport. Yes, grew up in Stoner Hill, and uh, I remember we walked across uh, the 
the bridge to go to Barksdale. So the big oh, Red yeah. River Bridge. We walked across that. And I saw the th- I saw the Thunderbirds, and I was like, "Man, that's a cool job." Yeah. So I was like, "I think I'll go do that," and I just kept going, and eventually here I got I here I am. But I'm not a Thunderbird though. Right. Yeah. No. The <laughs> Thunderbirds are here. They're they're in Nevada. They're, I mean, that's <laughs> so. Wait, that was just the first choice. Nothing else. They uh, want to be a lawyer, a doctor. Doctor like number that? one. But then uh, going to the military is free. Med school costs a lot of money. Okay. And we didn't have that kind of money. So I just went went the free route. So you got your financial head on first. Well, I got my necessity head on because I need to eat. <laughs> okay, got and then it. food ain't free. You know, if you go to you know, Super One or uh, yeah, Super County One. Market, mm-hmm. they, ain't, they ain't giving away fruit. Food, no, so, they're not. You know, I had to they're kind of expensive. They are. They're they a little are. bit expensive. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, you know, my parents weren't. They weren't in the business of supporting grown men. So once you graduate <laughs> high school, you kind of grown. So you got. You already know how our family do it. They're not doing it. Yeah, I think that's black parents in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like not all of them. Some of them like to support grown men. You know. So you, know, you got to get it like many. how you live at a certain age. You know. So, so I got a generational question because I'm that? glad you brought that up What's that? about okay. all black parents. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a little different. So do you think that the baby boomer generation, Generation X, which is more like the 1970s babies. Okay. And then uh, the millennials, which are all kind of like our age, the late 80s and, well, 80s period. So I think. I'm a millennial? You're a millennial. Okay. Yes. And then uh, Generation Z, which really starts, I think it's 2005. Do they start 2005, I think? I definitely don't know. Yeah. Around there. Yeah. So, what do you think about the different generations and the way that they affect our military recruitment? Uh, I think so. Let's say we said you said the first one was 1970s. Yes, that's Generation X. So I think that generation kind of because we were just we were just coming out of uh, I think more wars. So I think they were more kind of motivated by just pure patriotism. Okay. I think. Okay. And then us, my generation, we're kind of half and half. Like, yeah, it's cool. But I, I so I joined right before nine eleven. So, um, and then the people who, well, yeah. So I probably saw those benefits. Yeah, yeah. So benefits and then education, and plus we're coming from where I come from. It was just like steady income, and it wasn't illegal. Yeah. And I could feed myself, right? And then yeah. now, um, I think it's a hundred percent less about patriotism, and more about uh, what the military does for you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then right now we're kind of spoiled because in the conflicts we're in now, for the most part, uh, most of us come home. So okay. it's not like uh, like Vietnam where most of us did come home. We lost that a lot of people. That is correct. So. That's baby boomers. They scary yeah. stuff. So you get you get a lot of benefits now and then there's no real risk unless you take a job that is risky. So I you see. could join the Army, the Marine Corps, whatever. You can be a, a dental tech and then never really leave the wire. So nice. even if you deploy, yeah, you're yeah, pretty much yeah. safe. Nice. So there's no real, facts. yeah. So there's no Speak real threat facts. right now, and it's just benefits. Nice. You know, you used to work. You, you know, you work your 20 years, you get half of your retirement. So yeah, that's uh, most companies are going away from pensions now, and they're making yes. you get 401ks. And yeah. Yeah. So the pension was a big, the big thing, and the free school, the free school. So other than schooling, mm-hmm. what is your number one best benefit in being in the military? I honestly think, uh, other than schooling, so um, I would have to say uh, security. So, like, my paycheck is backed by the government. So, when, uh, like, when COVID happened, mm-hmm. like, when we got sent home for months and, you know, some of us even, like, even longer, um, I didn't lose a single cent. 
So I wasn't really showing up to work and I nice. didn't lose a single cent. So <laughs> that's that, nice. that security in the government and same thing for even the GS employees. So uh, civilians who work for the government, I don't, I don't think they lost a single cent nice. the entire time um, during COVID, which I would have to say that's a huge thing, especially with all the financial hardships for uh, that uh, everyone endured around the world, not just in this country, but around the world with their businesses. If you owned a bakery yeah. and COVID happened, you were kind of hosed. <laughs> yes. Small yeah, business definitely. owner crash. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm at, I'm at home reading books and I know my same paycheck's coming. So it was a blessing. Lucky yeah. you. So, Man, I should have joined the military. God yeah, dang it. I think everybody should have joined the military, <laughs> honestly, in this day and age, but you know, it could get crazy later on. So yeah. I, I don't know if yeah. I suggest that, but when did you go to school for the, did you go to school while you were in the military or uh, so before? How did that work? No, so I, I enlisted in 2001 and uh, I was AFSOC, so Air Force Special, Special Operations Command. So as soon as you get your upgrade level, like your five level, where you can kind of work by yourself, we were deployed and we were gone uh, a ton and we were working 16 hour shifts. So it's partly me being lazy, but uh, when I got off work, I just wanted to go home and just veg out. Yeah. And I didn't want to sit in anybody's class. So <laughs> I did my first enlistment and then I knew I was going to try to make a run at um, going to fly. So. I uh, did my first two-year, I did two two-year degrees, two associate's degrees, and then I joined the Guard. It put me, put me back in the military, and then I uh, was uh, went from maintenance to air traffic control, did that, and then um, after that, uh, after I got my FAA certification, then I came back, finished out my bachelor's, and then applied to go to OTS, and then I got selected for OTS, and then just got selected to fly, so nice. that's kind of how I did it. What was the time range between that? Uh, so, uh, 01 to 07. I was active duty enlisted, and I separated, knocked out two two-year degrees, joined the Guard, went to tech school in around 2009, and finished up my bachelor's degree in t- 2011, and I went to OTS in 2012, Jan- 10 January 2012, and graduated 10 April 2012. So that's what I got out December 12. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. All right. So I want to open the floor up to you just a little bit because mm-hmm. i know this usually doesn't happen on podcasts okay. like when you have a guest all the questions are geared towards them yeah. but i just want you as a person in the military that okay. has a rank okay i want you to ask us some civilian questions that you that kind of just run through your mind and because i mean really you joined when you were pretty much right out of teenager stage you yeah i was adult, 17 right? i was 17 when i joined yeah so what questions would you like to ask us as civilians um is it because i never really get a sense how hard it is to be a civilian so how like how hard is it because there's things civilians have to worry about that i just take completely for granted so for example i never have to worry about health care yeah. i don't have to worry about uh is my paycheck going to be up? Is it going to be down? It's going to be the same across the board. So yes. as a civilian, how hard is it? It's very hard. Yeah. It is very hard. Um, one of the things that ran across my mind in working was benefits. Benefits, I mean, yep. It really wasn't education. I mean, because you, you always know, oh, I can get a grant. I can get a scholarship. Yeah. I can get a loan. Just depending on how smart you are, really. Mm-hmm. But the benefits, it doesn't matter how smart you are. You know, it just matters if you go to a right company and they have the benefits that can compensate you. Yeah. But at the same time, you can go to a great company and then they lose all their stock. They almost run out of business. But the first thing they're cut is their benefits. 
Right. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, guys, you know, I'm sorry. We don't have the same medical benefits anymore. You're going to have to pay 50% when you go to the doctor. It's like, but my bill is $2,000. I don't have $1,000 to pay. You know, so now you're in a process of searching for a new job. Yeah. Based on benefits. And then after that, you start to job hop. You know, so it just takes one economic crash mm-hmm. for you to start job hopping. And then yeah. if that doesn't work nowadays, what's happening after COVID, if you can't find a job that has good benefits, guess what we're doing? Quitting a job. Boop. I'm out. Yeah. And then so you say, OK, I'm just going to depend on the government benefits until I can find a job that has some decent benefits. Yeah. That sucks. That's yeah. like really Very bad. So. Yeah. Yeah, I always try to tell the young guys, um, like sometimes, you know, just like any job, right? You can get disgruntled in that job and you'll be like, well, sometimes some people get upset about the military and I'm like, well, I'm getting out of the military. I'm like, well, what are you going to (laughs) do? And then uh, they're like, well, I'm going to get a job doing this. I was like, well, okay, well, well, how much does that pay? And they're like, "Uh, well, it pays this much. I'm like, you sure? And I'm like, well, they're like, okay, yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, I don't think that's going to go as far as you think it's going to go. Because yeah. there's things, uh, like every military base has a gym, so we never have to buy a gym membership. Wow. Uh, we get dental, vision, we get health care. As long yes. as you don't have any children like me, not married, no kids, I can go to the any kind of medical facility in the military and just uh, run up a heinous bill and never have to pay a single dime. Even here, I can go to a... Uh, I can go to a civilian hospital yeah. and just run up a ridiculous yeah. bill and yeah. I won't pay for a single thing. Uh, education yeah. is free. So uh, up until a certain point, uh, yeah. so you have X amount of dollars you can spend on your education um, uh, per is year. Is that so called the GI Bill or no, is so this the, different? So they have tuition assistance, which uh, when I started doing my uh, some prereqs, some additional classes, uh-huh. they were almost scot-free for me. And the only thing you have to do is maintain, uh, get a certain letter grade and then the military will just pay for that for you. Nice. And you don't have to pay it back. Now my GI bill is if I get out of the military okay. and, or let's say somebody only does, um, like a six year enlistment or something like that. And then they get out and they want to go to, uh, Harvard. I believe the GI bill will pay the tuition at Harvard up to a certain amount. And then they will send you staff sergeant or E five BAH for whatever area you live in. So, wow. which, it, you know, that fluctuates based on um, where you where you live. But like San Francisco, it's like three grand. Hawaii's, I think it's almost three grand. I'm not sure. Jesus. So, yeah, you, you get all those kind of benefits. And a uh, lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's I have a, a buddy that was out in California. He's a recruiter and his BH was about that. So, yeah, wow. about three, grand, three, three, four grand. But he had Ridiculous. a family, too. But, yep. you know, so but I come from a unique perspective on that as well, because I was somebody who was in the military at a yeah. young age yes. and then got out into the real world i did have a job beforehand so i did understand work but not really you know what i mean but the there's a lot of things that i could really say that happened of course i learned a lot of lessons but the biggest thing i really learned was how much i took advantage of those situations of all the benefits of that like pay time off and different things different benefits that you get but i don't think i would have learned about money the same way if i would have stayed in I think I, I would have so. took money for granted even when I got out, even if I would have retired at 39, 40 or whatever it would have been. Yeah. I don't think I would have been prepared for how money actually works. I, I think see. I would have been at a worse position I could see that. at a later age. Yeah. Uh, unless so- I would have prepared, unless I would have got smart sometime during that time. But I know in my short time that I was in, I wasn't really thinking about money like that. So in the in the military, I think that's a, a nature. That's one of our issues. Uh, mm-hmm. In the military, you don't you don't have to be uh, profitable. 
like you just have to like every October 1st every unit everywhere army uh, they're all gonna get like money released to them you have to manage a budget so you don't have to be uh, like a civilian if you run your own company you have to be profitable yeah. to stay afloat yeah. <laughs> whereas in the military you can kind of yeah. be uh, you just have to budget yes yeah, slightly wasteful to a certain extent you don't have to maximize your efficiency because you know october 1st every year so october 1st of 2022 my squad's gonna get another pot of money yeah and yeah from that we're gonna execute so I we mean, don't have to sometimes be, i would spend it all and then i would just go eat in the barracks yeah what? <laughs> yeah i'll just go to the defect and just go eat there and not worry about it and just oh, kind of wow. Honey, wait, wait I a don't week know or two. What I'll yeah. do with that money? Hey. So yeah, I mean, I can understand. I mean, the benefits that you get in the military are just insane, and that's yeah. why I feel like yeah. most people should join. But it's like it so depends. That's on the situation. why those chicks that are like my age can walk around with red bottoms and Louis Vuitton purses, and you they got know. that. Yeah, they got I mean, stuff it depends like on if they got that bonus when they signed up. Oh yeah, you get that. Because, okay, you know, that became a big thing when I joined. 30,000, 40. I didn't get a bonus. I didn't know about it until I got in. But I know yeah. some people that were truck drivers that got like $40,000 just yeah. to sign up. And That's I'm just ridiculous. Like, so, y'all, I want to know about this part because this always really bothered me. So, tell me about being after 33 and PT training because you still got to do this PT thing, yeah, right? You do. Yeah, you do. Is it like every year, every you. quarter? So, as you, as you, um, so in the Air Force, like each branch of service is different. So I can just talk to the Air Forces. Uh, I know uh, my brother in the Marines, theirs is significantly uh, harder than ours. So um, mm-hmm. it has a, uh, you have three components. You have, well, actually have three. So you got the push-up, sit-ups, and the run now. So if you get um, over 90 uh, total points, and they, mm-hmm. like each like your time for the run is a certain amount of points, how many push-ups you do, how many sit-ups you do, a certain okay. amount of points. If you get 90 or better, then you only have to do it once a year. If you get 90 or less, you have to do um, it twice a year, every six oh. months. And then um, six, so you have to do it 75 to pass. If you get below 75, then you fail. Oh, wow. Yeah. So regimented. So do they kick <laughs> you out? Uh, do like, they, I mean, threats. No, so let's say, threats. let's say okay. you fail. Let's say you fail. Uh, you probably get a talking to by your supervisor, right? I you get talking, and then you get to retest in X amount of days. And if you fail again, you probably get talked to by like your commander, and you get X amount of days to pass. Okay. It. Now I've That's seen people. Enough. I've seen people only kicked out like after their layer. They're about their third failure or something like that. But That's at that third, point, yeah, third. Yeah. I know people that didn't get kicked out after ten. What in the army? Yes. No. Well, the arm is usually tough from what I heard. Well, it's the same. It's push up, sit up, two mile run. Yeah, and you have your numbers and all. The, it's all the same. It's yeah. exactly how you explained it, except for it seems like. I don't know. Do you guys go for the 300? Do you guys have a 300 score? No. What like is that? They, this is the challenge for the army. It's a, it's like the top score for your age bracket. Ooh. So you basically max like out at anything. That means mm-hmm. back in the day, I had to run a two mile in 12 minutes. I think it was. Jesus. Okay. That's, is, that's cooking, by the way. That's cooking. And I did it in 1230, I think. I barely missed it. I so missed y'all it by like 30 cooking. seconds. Y'all got to tell me cooking. Okay. You have to be sprinting pretty much. So the fastest, the fastest I've ever run. So we have to only have to do a mile and a half. I think the Army does two. We and, do two. Uh, my brother in the Marines, they do three. They do three? They do three. Oh, man. So I couldn't do three. The fastest <laughs> I've ever ran, personally ran two miles, was 14, like I think 1402. So that's about seven-minute mile. Lord, I would and be out is, of here. They yeah. would be kicking me out. Yeah. I had a buddy who could run a 
mile and a half in six minutes and uh, thirty six seconds. He was attack. He was special forces. Yeah. So there's a minute six. Well, that's our that's our max wow. at a eighteen year old. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's maxing out at eighteen. Wow. I can't do. I'm close to forty. I ain't running like that no more. Oh uh, no, that's you would crazy. have a different scale anyways. You'd yeah. probably be up there closer to like fourteen minutes to get the perfect. Fifteen minutes, fourteen uh, minutes to get the perfect run. No, I think oh to get the to get the perfect score, I think you need around ten or twelve or something like that. But so I'm gonna kind of shift us off a little bit because okay. I, I have some questions to ask. This is gonna yeah. get a little heart wrenching. I already know okay. it heart wrenches me. Okay. So I know a lot of times, like with you and Papa. And Roy and my dad, like, I always thought about you guys when I don't see you. Okay. So I know you guys always think about your family when you don't see us. You know, how, when you're up in the air, like, what goes through your mind? All of my entrepreneurs, business owners, it's time that we give you the insights you need. The Professionals Podcast. Uh. DJ Silver, Lady L, got it poppin', keep it hype with the topics out of Henderson, Nevada, level up if you run a business or got aspirations, this the show that you need, ain't no need for hesitation, yeah, all of my entrepreneurs, business owners, it's time that we give you the insight you need, the professionals podcast.